0: hello everyone welcome to van life and chill the podcast i'm your host for stevens and today i'm talking with eric and marilyn and they're an interesting couple with different backgrounds and different reasons for van life eric wants to hit the ski slopes and marilyn wants to uh explore abandoned homesteads and and a little bit of history around Uh, different places that they travel so it's very interesting to hear about uh, a couple that with different reasons for doing van life they also talk about how they um, oh I should mention their van is a Toyota Privia minivan and they travel with their entire family and they've built out the Privia as if it is kind of like uh, an old Westphalia. So it's an interesting build and they're an interesting couple with some interesting stories about van life and some pretty funny ones as well. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and thanks for watching and listening.
1: Well, I'm Eric, um, I've kind of always been a nomad. I've lived out of the back of my pickup truck at times. Um, again, all in search of trying to find the best skiing, um, but really just, don't like sitting in one place. I've always spent time in the mountains, uh, and that's my thing—is just getting up above treeline, getting up into the alpine. Um, so really, whatever gets me there uh, makes me happy
2: and i'm marilyn um i'm not as much of an alpine guy as eric is but i'm basically a country girl at heart um it's where i was born and raised and we live in the city now so the van gives us that opportunity to just get out when we need um whenever we need whether it's the mountains or even just like exploring um rural areas which is what we really like to do like sometimes we'll go to old abandoned um, farm homesteads and check that out so yeah it's just given us that opportunity to to leave when we want to
1: yeah yeah she's big on that we'll we'll head east of Edmonton which is like prairies and um, she loves to just hunt down old empty farmsteads you can tell have been abandoned for sometimes 50 or 70 or 80 years and just wander around and I think she'd love to uh,
0: rewind time about a hundred years and would be happy in that time frame. Yeah, you guys are in your van right now. What kind of van is it? Uh, it's a
1: 1995 Toyota Previa. It's a it's a great van, bulletproof. Although here we are with the starter not working properly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, we put like it's got like 420,000 k on it, and it just doesn't quit. Doesn't dra- drip any oil. Doesn't
0: burn any oil. It's Solid van and fuel efficient, I imagine.
1: Not as good as modern minivans, but better than like the uh, the Econo lines and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's it doesn't have the the newfangled high efficiency technology that newer vans have, but uh, still, so it's pretty good, like 20, 18 to twenty miles per gallon. We have a massive roof rack too, so
2: in its day, it was probably good.
1: Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah. In its day, it was
0: like. This was the cat's pajamas. You guys are, I'm sure, experiencing some pretty cold winters in Alberta in the van. That's uh, That in itself is pretty impressive. Are you, are you full time in your van?
1: No, we're not. I, I've got three kids and a, a day job, so we're part time really at best. Um, summers, we try to get away for pretty much all of the summer. Um, and then winters, we'll get away for a week at a time. I love to ski uh, so that's kind of what the van got built for was for to be able to survive wintertime Uh, it's nice to just be able to drive to the parkway and hit up whatever runs you want to hit up doing some backcountry skiing and come back to town so yeah part-time for now but that'll probably change as my uh, kids leave the nest
0: and uh eric where did uh how did you grow up maryland you said that uh, you grew up in the in the country um Eric, Eric, what was your, how did you grow up?
1: So it was much the same. Um, I grew up on a farm. She was kind of north of the city. I was south of the city. Um, did you say
2: I grew
1: up on a farm? Well, where you grew up. On an acreage. Or yeah. acreage, yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, I grew up on a small farm. We had horses and goats and chickens and all of that kind of stuff. And just enough to know that, that um, if I was going to farm, I wouldn't want to farm any bigger than what I needed to survive. <laughs> but um, but yeah I grew up out there and then halfway through being a teenager moved into the city uh, and it was a pretty stark change but you know there's there was a lot of things I loved about being way out in the middle of nowhere and a lot of things I loved about being in the city so yeah I'm kind of a, of a hybrid I I like to be in town on a Friday night and I like to be out in front of a campfire on a Friday
0: night um, and yeah I really i could do either one at any time and be completely happy (laughs) and so what what was it about van life that sort of uh appealed to you
2: i think just mobility and freedom and like really also knowing that if anything should ever hit the fan we have like (laughs) an escape you know like we can just get in and and leave town essentially right not that we're expecting that to happen but it's just like it's kind of like really doesn't take long to like pack up to leave anywhere just like some food items and we're on the road right Um, yeah I don't know freedom and mobility is for me really what it comes down to
1: yeah yeah I I, um, in a past uh, relationship with with the mother of my kids um, back in 2000 I got married and I tried convincing her that the most amazing idea in the world was to buy a school bus convert it and then we could just move our home whenever we wanted uh, but she wouldn't have any of that. Um, so, compatibility, I think, is the one thing that slowed down my ability to get to this point. Um, but um, but it's always been there. Like I I have no problem just grabbing a bag, hopping in a vehicle, and and disappearing. And if I have to sleep on a seat that's laid back or whatever it is, curl up on the back seat or even in the trunk of a car. Um, yeah it was just whatever we could do to get out uh, and so the van was just a natural step for us we kind of started talking about it probably really close to when we even first met i think it was on the on the table
0: do you remember what your first inspiration was to to even like understand that this was this is a way of life or that this was an option for you
1: um for me
0: i i worked on the road
1: for many many years so um that's kind of what 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 spurred my my school bus idea way way back um, so yeah I mean I was used to pretty much living out of a car a lot of a hotel um, and there was a lot of times where the hotel was more of a hassle than it really was worth other than a warm comfortable bed and a shower um, but you could get those at truck stops and and so I, th- I think I quickly just got tired of the hotel process and um, by the time by the time I I thought of the school bus idea I thought you know what like I'd rather just have it all all in my own self-contained unit and I didn't really think so much of a van at the time um, although I had done it in the back of my pickup truck Um, but the school bus and having a, a home on wheels was was always front of mind I think just from being on the road for me
0: and and how about you, uh, Marilyn? How did this how did this idea come come into your life?
1: I don't think there
2: was any one set moment, really. Like um, when we got the previa, I got it because I just think they're dumb, ugly, and quirky. And Eric kind of just agreed to appease me with with getting it. Her
1: family's a Toyota family, <laughs> yeah. so she was looking for an old Toyota. Yeah,
2: and but he kind of fell in love with them, and he kind of suggested we should camperize it and like I'm fine with that like that'd be cool and then we we bought like uh, another previa before this one which was I think we bought it for like $200 yeah
1: it was going to be a a parts van we literally bought it because it had brand new winter tires that were cheaper than buying the whole van
2: (laughs) but long story short is we camperized it in a pretty rudimentary fashion just to see how we would like it and we used it all the time yeah and then we ended up getting a better Previa, like this one, and camperized it properly and use it all the time still. Yeah,
1: yeah that one was really a trial run. Yeah. We thought, you know, for maybe like 1500 bucks, we can camperize it in a way that it's completely useful. Um, and then we used it like 50 times the rest of that year. And and I was like, okay, yeah, we, we need to get more serious about this and actually build one that's um, specifically what we want.
0: That's an awesome way to do it. I think I, whenever People ask for for advice from me in in this realm. I always say like, do something very simple, do something very budget friendly, just so that you can get a taste of it and see if you like it and and don't go for the $100,000 build that so many people do before they get any sort of experience. Quick little interruption from the podcast. I wanna let everyone know that I'm doing a cross country road trip in our camper van this year. And I wanna meet up with as many van dwellers as possible to film van tours. I might even meet up with this couple that I talked to. And uh, hopefully I do actually. And uh, if you live in a van or you have a van uh, that you want featured on this channel for thousands or possibly even millions to see, please link uh, please reach out to me I should say there's a link in the description or some contact information in the description where you can reach out to me and let's meet up on the road and I can make a quick little documentary about you and your van I'm curious to to kind of get into your mind a little bit at that initial state when you first built out that van what was what were your feelings getting into that van and, and going on your first adventure um, was there some excitement was there some some nerves what was uh, going through your mind
2: it was definitely exciting especially when we were doing the finishing touches like especially with the first Ben. you mm-hmm. know we were still doing the last coats of paint when we were like packing it up and heading to our first destination we were literally
1: like packing yeah. food in boxes as yeah. i was like finishing stuff up because we finished it barely before summer holidays yeah. and leaving with the kids and stuff so so
2: yeah it was definitely exciting the, the kids were really excited too just because it was so different you know like the idea of you know camping Milton. in this van and living in the van and even with like three other kids and then there was just like i think a bit of nervous nervousness to know whether if it was going to work or not and we definitely learned some things that didn't work and some things that did work hence why we like completely did a different layout in the second van um I'm trying to think of anything else but that was probably and just wondering how it was going to work and then when we realized we used it all the time we we knew that it it was going to work and that's why we kind of went forward with the second one yeah but i don't know about you like
1: yeah no i i I think i was too busy still putting things together to get any nerves (laughs) (laughs) um because yeah like literally even with this fan we did the same thing we finished it literally Mm. uh the day we were leaving i was still you know connecting some of the electrical and finishing staining some of the shelves so that they didn't absorb food smells and um, but in general like I've never been someone who carries any anxiety so um, for me sometimes I'm anxious leading up to some sort of an adventure but because I was so busy I didn't have time to even think sideways of it and and then I'm also a seat of the pants kind of guy in a lot of ways so I knew if we didn't get something done that you know, we could kind of do it on the way. In fact, I did have some of the electrical to wire while we were driving, <laughs> you know, hooking up the last fuse that connected the alternator to the batteries and the, the house batteries and that kind of thing I was doing while we were rolling on the highway. But um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the adventure of it is um, the van, I don't think it's ever going to be done. So I've never had that anxiousness of, okay, we got to get this done in time or is it going to be ready or was yeah.
2: more just nervous if it was gonna work you know like i don't mean like run but just like if the whole
0: be comfortable yeah and, everything yeah, yeah. About it, but. yeah it makes sense uh, i am curious to hear i mean you mentioned a little bit there but i'm curious to hear a little bit more of the kind of the specifics of your build it's a minivan um do you have a bed in it? How do you cook? What's your electrical setup? Maybe you can give me just like a little bit of a rundown of what your build-out actually is in your van.
1: Probably the, the key part is, is we built in design or designed and built our own um, rock and roll bed. Um, and it's made out of aluminum. We wanted everything to be super light. That was the one thing, building on a minivan chassis, um, you just don't have the weight you have in some of the, or weight capacity having some of the bigger vans. So light was like super important to us. Um, so the rock and roll bed it's a kind of in between a double and a twin in size it's about 48 inches wide which for the two of us is more than enough and it's about Mm -hmm. six feet exactly long and we're both 5'8 so
0: I'm
1: 5'9 or sorry we're both (laughs) 5'9 sorry I think 5'9 5'10 but um, so height wise and size wise the bed is perfect Um, the cabinets down the we kind of ended up copying the the old Westphalia style layout with the rock and roll bed and the cabinets down the driver's side of the van Um, and really it's such a pure design i thought i I had a million different designs i was considering and when it came down to it like not many had any significant advantage over this design that didn't really stand out so so yeah we have cabinets down the side um, fridges at the front we have a little sink cabinet behind the passenger seat um, I can send you some video clips too um, if you want to add them into the YouTube part of the video but um, but in a nutshell really like we 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 have a portable stove so we cook outside most of the time
2: unless it's cold then we cook inside yeah okay. if it's
1: wintertime, then we throw it up on the countertop and we can prepare inside mm-hmm. um, so I mean if I had my three kids with me um, it gets a little bit crowded if we're trying to do things inside in the winter time um, and we have only been on one camping trip with them in the wintertime. We actually rented a campground in Jasper and they had power, so they were in the rooftop tent with a, an electric heater,
0: and it actually worked out quite well. So you have a rooftop tent as well?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, and that was essential for with the kids, and, and they're teenagers now. The next van we build probably won't include capacity for them just because they're
2: getting older now.
1: Getting older, yeah. Um And they can sleep in a tent if they come
0: (laughs) that's really amazing to me that that you can fit so much into a minivan it sounds like you've really kind of utilized the space so well
1: yeah that was really like i nerded out for probably six months before we even started building the first version we did um just trying to squeeze everything in and the first version had a dinette that would seat like five or six people that converted into a bed, and then it was also going to convert into a forward-facing seat. But the mechanics on that just got too complex. It would, it worked, but not the greatest. Um, so we kind of abandoned that when we moved to this one, which will seat three or four in the back and two in the front. So it's not full capacity of the minivan, but enough to be able to bring my kids along. So yeah, it was it was a bit of a it was a bit of an exercise getting everything to fit. But that was also the fun part.
0: Yeah. So why did you choose a minivan over um, something a little bigger? Considering, you know, you've got got the three children. I mean, I imagine you must have considered something different besides a van to begin or a minivan to begin with.
2: I honestly think it's because we just got the Previa because I liked it. And you were just like, let's do something with this besides just having an old beater.
1: And I don't know. Yeah, that was probably the biggest catalyst because like, I was taking the wheels off of it and I realized it was supercharged. That's the other weird thing about these vans is they're factory supercharged, some, some of them. Are, yeah. And so they're kind of a unicorn. Um, and when I started pulling the wheels off, I was like, wait a second, this is just not a regular old minivan. And so that's when we decided to keep that one. And um, and I said, well, yeah, let's, let's camperize it. We might as well just give it a try. We've got this van we paid $200 for, <laughs> like, what have we got to lose? Um, so that was really, yeah. The-
2: I think it was van first and uh, like, I wouldn't say it was an afterthought, but it was like, well, now that we have it, let's do something with it. And
1: well, and, and actually there is a bit of a preface to this as well. We had a, an Audi wagon, mm. um, station wagon, I forgot about that. and um, I was in the process of making like a, a, I think they call them chuck boxes or something like that so that I could have all of our kitchen and everything in a box. And we had slept in the back of it quite a few times, mm. and um, the dealership in Vancouver damaged the engine, and then there was this whole thing about whose fault it was, and so we had actually just gotten to the point, and that's why we were looking for the Toyota vans because she said, "I want a vehicle I can just walk away from if it
2: dies, <laughs> if it dies,
1: and not have any like not be sad at all because it stressed her out with with the Audi." Mm. Um, and that's kind of where the van started. And then, yeah, from there it was just natural progression. It was, we were already trying to live out of the back of the, the, the Audi. And we just figured why not do it in this, this van we have. And that one now is our parts van. It's in the backyard and it gets driven around quite a bit still, but we just keep it because the engine's
0: solid yeah, on it now.
2: It probably will never die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the beauty of the Toyotas. I, I'm a, I'm part of the Toyota family as well. Uh, we have a, uh a 1988 toyota slumber queen the class c motorhome that's that's our oh, wow.
1: yeah yeah i love that's one of the like the, the truck chassis right
0: that's right yeah the toyota hilux truck and then it's it's like a traditional kind of motorhome style built onto it mm-hmm.
1: our, our neighbor about a block and a half away has two of them sitting in his backyard and I had to go knock on his door and talk to him about it because <laughs> yeah once you're in the Toyota family there's no escape it
0: yeah yeah that's true I mean there's a reason why people become uh, diehard fans they're it's reliable and well built it's good stuff um so oh yeah one other question about the van build um you mentioned a little bit about electrical I'm curious what kind of electrical setup that you have in detail.
1: The electrical setups are are quite controversial, uh, it seems um, online. We opted to not go with solar just because in Canada, especially here, solar really is is only useful half of the year unless you really go crazy. Um, So the other thing we did is we didn't go lithium. Uh, We went with lead acid AGM just because in the cold weather they perform so much better, they're easier to maintain at minus 30 you can still use most of their capacity Um, they're easier to charge and the other reason we went that way is because you can connect directly to the alternator you don't need a smart charger, you don't need anything if they're the same chemistry as the van battery then really the alternator does its job as it sits and so we wanted to kind of keep the electrical system super simple so that there just wasn't a whole lot of complexity And, and those AGM batteries were kind of the first step uh, so we have two 100 amp hour uh lead acid agm batteries um we have a 1200 watt inverter so we can run our our um coffee pot or our our um uh kettle an electric kettle a,
2: uh, apparently in a, heat, a heater right now yeah yeah and a, and a heater <laughs>
1: um we have a um uh charger and shore power so i use the 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 NOCO, it's a plug you mount on the side of the van and and a relay, I found an industrial relay so when I plug in the van, it instantly switches from inverter power to shore power to run everything in the van and it does it without having to flip a switch or anything. I wanted, so if I had to send one of my kids to go do something, that they could just go and just go plug in the van. They'd plug it in and boom, everything would just happen. And so yeah it works great like you can pull unplug it and on the fly everything will switch over to the inverter and um, so yeah that was really the key to it and then we also have a diesel heater that runs on it we have an electric fridge that runs on it um, a bunch of usb points uh, a water pump for our water um so yeah, it really runs quite a bit of stuff. So yeah, we can we can be parked up for three to four days without having to start the van or plug in before we start running low on power uh, between running the fridge, running the water, um, lights, running the, the diesel heater. Um, if we ran the diesel heater, it might be a little bit shorter, but, um, but yeah, quite easily. And, and not often we're sitting in a place for very long. We're either out in the back country um not in the van at all or if we're in the van we'll be moving every couple days just because we like to adventure around
0: that's awesome it's so cool that you've made uh, a DIY system for your van that really seems to work for you and it's it sounds like you have a lot of components going but um, fairly energy efficient ones I imagine and and you're able to make it work on just the, the 200 amp hours of of lead acid that's that's uh, pretty impressive
1: i think the only thing we have that isn't really efficient is our fridge it's one of the cool box style not the compressor style um and we just went with it because it was what we had when we were we literally bought it as we were driving past canadian tire out of the city to leave on summer tr- our summer trip
2: also it's more affordable than the rv fridges like, yeah, yeah i think
1: it was 250 bucks yeah. instead of you know seven or eight hundred but our, our the next Van we make, we'll have the compressor style just for that reason because we don't want it to, to draw as much power.
0: Makes a lot of sense. So I, I think I've got a pretty clear idea of what the van setup is like, but I'm curious to know a little bit more about you. Um, what What would you say your sort of personal beliefs are that help you kind of help you, I guess, when you're feeling low in life?
2: I'm very fatalistic so I'm very much like everything happens the way it's supposed to so I take a lot of faith in that or like comfort in that I guess so like when when bad things happen I just kind of always know that everything will be okay I guess if that makes sense like I don't know if that's just kind of a naive way of thinking about things but that's kind of the way I do think about things is everything will always be okay and I always just think that life will take care of you so that's that's kind of what I put my my trust in in a way I don't know if that makes sense or not but
1: yeah yeah. for me just being out in nature is really what clears my head what resets me what gives me kind of that fresh perspective Um, it is really easy to get kind of lost in social media lost in the busyness of work and the city and I think that that in general, just kind of not having a good balance is what is, is really the only thing that drags me down when it does. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it's much of a belief system, but um, really getting out into nature, just realizing that life is a lot more simple, a lot more transcendent, a lot bigger than me and my problems are. And yeah, they just kind of melt away when you get out into nature, even if it's just here in the city. Um, It doesn't take much. So yeah, as far as belief system, really, that's, that's as simple as it is, is just reminding, reminding myself of how small I am in this big machine that is the, the, the planet, you know, if you can call it a machine.
0: So yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you know, nature being something that's helpful for you. Obviously, that's sort of conducive to this this van life experience that you guys have set up which is uh part-time but very much sort of to get out and about and see uh the world um so uh, so that must have been sort of a drive for you as well is to be able to sort of reconnect with nature um through van life is that right
1: yeah really it's just kind of the the tool that uh that gets us there and. Yeah. Um, and, and not over complicating it because as soon as you make it complicated then then the van slows you down that's again yeah that's the thing is we could have spent you know a couple hundred grand building a super complicated van and then you have a breakdown because your lights don't work or whatever it is that's complicated because of it um, we wanted to avoid all of that we didn't want the van to be the primary thing that we were doing we wanted the van to be the catalyst to adventure and relaxation and yeah
0: you know this is a very classic question but I think it's relevant to you because you have such a small van and space is so limited Uh, I genuinely am curious um, and I'm sure you've been asked this a billion times but what do you do for a shower and a toilet
2: so for toilets uh, we do have a portable toilet that we can set up in the van if we had to for privacy, or if we're in a secluded area, we just set it up outside and and do our thing there. Otherwise, a lot of times we stop at rest stops on the way somewhere. So we'll just use the bathroom there, which makes it super convenient. Um, We've never had an issue really of not having um, a toilet. It's always been fine. I often kind of make the request to make sure we have something though, so <laughs> that I'm not
1: Yeah. Outhouses are, are pretty abundant, yeah. so yeah. worst case, but I mean, a lot of people are too, are, are not low enough to want to use an outhouse yeah. every day, <laughs> but.
2: And and for shower, like just this past summer, we set up that kind of DIY awning thing, which can circle around um the van for some privacy and then we have like a spray um
1: our our sink sink is is just a hand sprayer the kind you have beside a sink in a house and so we just use that as our tap in the van, but it also makes a great shower too. Yeah. So,
2: although I don't think we've really used it as a shower yet, but I mean now we have that ability to, if we, yeah. if we want.
1: The other thing too, we have an anytime fitness membership, yeah. and so like both in Canada and the states, there's been countless times where yeah. we just want to clean up, and it's nice to just walk in there. You have full facilities and, yeah. um, including the bathroom.
2: Yeah.
0: And yeah, I mean that makes sense. Um, another uh i guess question related to that is you know van life and isn't as comfortable obviously as living in a house so how do you deal with sort of the uncomfortable small things that come up in daily routine living in a van and and just sort of the, the entire experience
2: honestly you just embrace it that's what i've done is no matter whether it's uncomfortable or not it's just that's the way things are then and you just you just accept it and and you don't really like focus on the worst things of it sure things can be annoying but if you focus on like what makes it bad you're not going to enjoy your yourself and you're not going to enjoy your time so i don't think we've ever been in a situation where despite all the worst things we just end up killing each other like that's never happened sure we get into arguments here and there but like honestly like i said you the best thing is just to embrace it and it's a lot smoother sailing that way a lot of it is mental outlook and yeah
1: yeah yeah and and that's really like maybe it's kind of because that's how i was raised with road construction and living out of my vehicle um but it's really like the inconveniences um are far outweighed by the the simplicity that comes with having just a minimal lifestyle um so yeah there isn't a moment where i'm in the van thinking
2: i can't wait to get out of here bloody room. hell I,
1: I can't deal with this um <laughs> the only the only time that i really complain is when i'm putting on jeans <laughs> when you can't stand up putting on jeans is a royal pain in the rear but uh, but again like that that's a minor complaint when it comes down to it there's there's way bigger problems you can have you know living the house life or anything else than you'd have when you're in the van like like, there isn't a problem that can't be solved without a couple days and, you know, some elbow grease and maybe a couple bucks if you have to
0: replace some parts. Yeah, makes sense. So, I mean, this question, this next question is definitely perhaps more relevant to somebody doing this full time, but even still, it, it sounds like you're able to get out for for extended periods of time, and I don't know how long you're you're going off on these adventures for, but... How do you make money or set yourself up financially to be able to experience um, this van life experience?
1: That's part of one of the things that holds us back from going full-time. I work in the financial world. Although it does give me a huge amount of freedom, like when we go out for the summer, we'll disappear for a month to two months. Um, When COVID lockdowns first started um, and everyone was told to kind of uh, not work, not go to school, um, we were able to hit the road for a week and just kind of disappear into the north. But um, we've been doing a lot of things to try to just get more passive income. And I guess not necessarily passive. Uh, passive income often gets connected to like multi-level marketing and stuff like that. Um, we want to do things actively, but we want to have them so that they generate a, a residual income. So um, YouTube is one thing we're given a try, we figured why not. Um, It's easy enough to do. Although when it comes to editing Editing, videos, that's not an easy thing to do. (laughs) Um, We do have a bunch of um, like Marilyn is a writer and so she has some um, Intellectual property that that earns her a pretty steady income Um, We've also started like mining crypto. We've started um, investing in crypto Um, and and there's just a bunch of things like that that we're just kind of adding and seeing what sticks and and that's the great thing about having a little bit of spare time is you can kind of commit to trying things and i think that's one of the great things of van life is it gives you time to to try things because you're not bogged down by you know whatever else the the people who have to pay for their expensive house are doing Um, and try to find new ways to to do things and find what what works for you whether it's an etsy store or so yeah, I think um, those are some of the things we've kind of got going on right now, just to just to see where they go, and and they're working, and, and I'm hoping in the next five to ten years we can transition into something that is pretty much full time um, in a van or a bus or an RV or I don't know what it'll look like, but um, I just don't want to be tied down to one place. That's the that's the key.
0: So that is the goal, kind of, is to get a little, is to go a little deeper into this van life uh, experience and, and adventure.
1: Yeah, definitely. If anything, it's told us that this is where we'd rather be, um, rather than being in a house or being in some sort of life that's typical to to modern society. Um, although it seems like the shift to van life is becoming more more and more normal by the day but um but yeah this is like we want to be able to just kind of be wherever we want to be
0: very cool um so have you guys ever gotten the knock
1: uh, no oh, yeah. <laughs> um
2: no not when we were sleeping
1: yeah um <laughs> yeah this is kind of the awkward conversation we have gotten the knock but it was broad daylight and it was in the place we never would have expected to get a knock and um yeah we were i don't know scratching some itches i guess and and uh well i guess we've gone this far we might as well tell the story um so we're driving we were in glacier national park in bc driving along and there's those snow sheds they have there and we've kind of been exploring that day there there were the the avalanches go over the highway so they build a build a snow shed so that the avalanche can go over the snow shed and then you drive through the tunnel which is their summer and winter. Anyways, in the summertime, they were just, you know, kind of up there. We we're, were trying to find a place to park because um, we wanted to stop and just have some fun. And uh, so we pull in and drove up on top of one of the snowsheds. And we thought, yeah, no one's gonna come up here or see us or see us and sure enough like 10 minutes later um, someone knocks on the front hood and we're like oh yeah so a bit embarrassing but um, you know being a teenager and getting busted is one thing but being an adult getting busted I don't know I guess it keeps you feeling young so so that was the only time we've ever gotten the knock which is kind of funny because that probably wasn't the story you were expecting. That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> no, it really wasn't. But it, it leads me into my next question, which are which is like, what are some of the mem- memorable uh, experiences that you've had? That's one. <laughs> That's one, yeah. <laughs> What's memorable to you?
2: I don't know. I think uh, when we took the, this van out for like its first long haul vacation uh, when mm. we went through the States... Um, we were I think on the road for a month or two. I can't even remember. I think now. it was about a
1: month and a half. Yeah. yeah, a month
2: and a half. And it was just it was an adventure from beginning to end. Like there's lots of things that, that happened along the way and we kind of are kicking ourselves that we didn't record it for our our um, YouTube channel. Yeah. Because we were doing YouTube already at that point and I don't know why we just didn't we didn't do it. But anyways, yeah, it was just lots of lots of things happened. It was just yeah, the whole trip was amazing. I remember feeling like I could have done that indefinitely. It was just a lot of fun and it just fed me in ways that I didn't realize I could be fed in that way. So, probably that trip to kind of Chris in the van, I guess, was, was yeah, it's probably one of the more memorable experiences we've had in it, just the whole trip.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then um, the, uh, I'd say the most memorable because it's fresh from last summer. Mm. Um, we had the, one of the drive shafts go that goes to the front axle on this van because it's four wheel drive, and so um, we had to limp it back to Squamish where my sister lived, and then um, out on the street tear the van apart to, you know, put it all back together, go and get the, a new drive shaft made because Toyota doesn't make them anymore, and so that was another one. Actually, I. I
2: what, you have another one? Or? No, no, I was oh. going to say
1: that that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that I love is is finding a problem to solve, you know, and having to stop and fiddle with things and and so a lot of people don't like those and those are their bad memories, but but when you break down, like that's where the fun stuff happens. I just
2: remembered another really memorable experience. Oh, what's that? So, when we were doing those um those abandoned house exploring expeditions then we had someone like some people who saw us Uh, kind of traipsing around and we weren't doing anything bad we were just exploring right but people were like in those kind of very close-knit communities they see a van that they don't recognize and they get nervous about it especially around that time there was a lot of like people like burning houses down in, in areas and like a lot of theft was really bad so anyways some neighbors alerted the RCMP there and had them come check us out. So that that was the second time I guess we got the knock. Yeah. The first time maybe. Um, <laughs>
1: I guess, yeah, although yeah. we saw them coming we in. We saw
2: them coming, but yeah. So we had to, we shadow with them and they they were satisfied that we were there to cause any trouble and then, well we're
1: on a first-name basis yeah. now. They, yeah, we're on a whenever page. we get called in they'll phone mm-hmm. us and say hey someone uh, reported you guys how are you doing yeah yeah
2: yeah so that was that was kind of fun and then actually that same night when they were leaving there was a huge um, what was it a meteor, meteor or something? Yeah, and yeah. it lit up the entire sky And then the next year when they called us again, they said, Oh, by the way, did you guys ever see that meteor that struck like right after we like laughed and were like and then we had a chat about that too. So that was kind
0: of fun. Yeah. Yeah, lots of lots of memory. The more we talk, the more we'll probably come up with (laughs) Yeah. In what ways do you think that uh that living in a van or traveling in a van has actually like helped you as a person?
1: I think for me, just the focus on um minimalism is kind of a cliche word but just on keeping crap out of my life like I, I'm a, a techie guy and so it becomes really easy to be like oh I need one of those and I need one of these and I need one of those and and every time you get into the van you have to be like okay I'll, I can only fit so much so what am I taking with me and it really yeah in my mind it really helps keep me grounded in the sense that like. I don't wanna fall into that consumer I see a commercial of something, well oh, that looks cool, I want it, and then buy it buy it. I think that's probably the biggest the biggest thing it's done for me.
2: It's a hard question for me to answer because I don't know if it has helped me. It's just it's just complemented our life though, in a sense. Like I don't know like it hasn't made it better, it hasn't made it worse, it's just a right fit for us and it just yeah, I don't know if that'
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it aligns with yeah. some people well and it doesn't align with other yeah. people well. Um for us, yeah, without question, it aligns well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what what kind of advice would you have for somebody that is thinking about uh getting into van life either part time or full time or is just kind of mulling that idea over in their head.
1: I think um you said it at the beginning when we were talking about simplicity in the build. Um just Find the cheapest van that fits the bill, mm-hmm. put together the few pieces you need and And, try to run it and, and miss, go yeah. do it and and do it for a night, then do it for a weekend, then do it for a week. And, um, it doesn't take long for you to start to really form your opinions about it, figure out what you do need and what you don't need. Um, but really that's it. Like there's, there's not much more to, to van life than finding your groove. And the only way you're going to do that is by, by the bullet. And again, like I think if if we had decided to do this right from day 1, you know, it probably would have taken us a while to find the right van. We would have spent a whole bunch of money doing something we may not have liked. Um, but falling into that $200 parts van like
2: it was a natural progression for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, that that's really what did it. It was it was easy, it was cheap, it was there. And like yeah, that's that would be it. it just just dive into it start simple and uh do it with what you have like even if you just have an suv or a car i i went hiking with a friend a few years ago um she was from denver and she was living out of her honda civic you know like literally the passenger seat would fold down into a bed she had curtains and stuff she had her whole life in there everything she needed and and did it in a honda civic and i just remember thinking i parked beside her in the van i was just like yeah geez like that's that's balls right there like yeah, to be it, able to just put it all behind and- it
2: doesn't have to be complex and expensive you can do it really cheaply if you need to just to at least experience if you're gonna like it or not right so if someone's like thinking if they want to try it then that's what i would suggest is do something like super rudimentary like don't go and buy stuff just like get whatever basic things you need and then just try it and see if you like it and then do more of it like eric was saying and then if you do then spend the money and and invest in it right
0: yeah totally yeah 100 agree with you on that one um what's next for you guys actually we're <laughs> uh,
1: parked right beside it right now <laughs> we uh we bought an older toyota van a 1987 4x4 um this one's great and the 4x4 has taken us pretty much anywhere we've wanted to go um, but it doesn't have the gr- best ground clearance and so there's been a lot of times where we probably would have kept going in this van, you mean? In, in yeah. this van um, if we had something that was just built better for it um, so there's kind of two directions we're going to go one is that one we're going to build out she's been looking for that actually that's what put her on Previas she saw those older boxy Toyotas and wanted one but couldn't find one so the Previa was kind of like a, a second best yeah um but um so we're going to be building that one out probably this summer um but then again the, the previa platform has been so amazing um, we have a friend um, in seattle he's a mechanic and he only works on previas so um he's got some there that he's modified that are, are quite substantial um, with a lift on them and like off-road tires and transfer case that you've got high-low split and stuff like that and so it, 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 it's like a, a heavy-duty version of, of what we have here. And what we don't get here in Canada very often, the vans he has for sale have zero rust. Mm-hmm. Like they literally look like they've just rolled off the showroom floor in some cases. So we're probably going to do those two. And then the Toyota will be her toy daily driver. We'll take it out sometimes when we really want to go 4 by 4 ing And then eventually we'll do um, a pristine Previa. That will just be our long-term, long-distance. Whenever we really want to go do something, you know, serious in a, a you know, long, long trip, then that'll be the one. Uh, so right yeah. now, that's the right now. <laughs> yeah, so that more van life—that's what the future holds for yeah. us. Where can people follow your adventures? Um, really, YouTube. Just YouTube. I used to be really active on Instagram, but the the algorithms that changed how people interact really took the fun out of it. Um, so on YouTube and on Instagram, um, we are got mountains, all one word. So just like got milk, but instead of milk, you got mountains. Um, and um, yeah, I think that's really the only places where we're super active. I still do some on Instagram, but um, YouTube has become a lot more. I don't know, it's just it seems like we have that connection with people in comments again where, where Instagram stole some of that when the algorithm came and told you what you wanted to see today rather than seeing your
0: feed in a linear style. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you both. Yeah, yeah no, thanks for having us. Um, we've seen a lot of
1: your stuff around with Chrome and, and some of your van tours and stuff. Um, so yeah, when, uh, when I had the
0: chance to, to chat with you, I was uh, excited to take it. All right. Thanks everyone for watching. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm sure you did if you listened and watched all the way to the end here. This podcast comes out every single Thursday. So make sure to subscribe. Thanks everyone.